As I said, today is the 77th Sunday since we shut our sanctuary 18 months ago. 77 Sundays since we have gathered in the pews. Since we have sat next to each other, held hymnals, felt the organ rumble, and today the doors are open, the candles are lit, the windows shine like jewels. We are here. And things have changed. We know that God's house is as lovely as the church. God's house is as lovely as a touch on the pew and as wonderful as no pew at all. We know that God's house is as wonderful and life-giving as sitting next to our friend in the pew and as wonderful and life-giving as seeing your Zoom square next to others on the screen. We know that church is about getting dressed up and getting in the car and making it to church on time and church is about rolling out of bed getting a cup of coffee, making sure your pajamas look decent, and getting on the Zoom call on time. We have grown. It's as if God's arms have widened to hold the grace and the space, Florida to North Carolina, to Dubai and Siberia. We are still all here together. We can be in God's house and be in our homes, and we can be in our homes and be in God's house. God is presence, beyond placed, and still ultimately intimately known in this place. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. But this Psalm 84 has been upsetting me. It's the birds. The sparrow and the swallow keep bothering me. They've kept me up at night. Even the sparrow finds a home and a swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. And I think, no. No, they don't. We see the families fleeing their homes, trying so hard to fly away. And our hearts break so much so that we're building a nest. You have sent in the pots and the pans and the sheets and the towels. Love has poured forth from this congregation because we want a family who has no home to have a beautiful home that is safe and full of love. But those birds still bother me. Children at our nation's border fleeing the hunger and violence, they've left their families and risked their lives to make new homes safe. People have lost their homes in Haiti and in the Dixie fires and the flooding. And the moratorium against evictions, gone. This sparrow would not leave me alone. So then I bought a book about sparrows in the Bible. There is such a thing. 
I often look at books just in case I might need them one day, which explains why there are a lot of books on the shelf that aren't read yet, yet. So there's this book and there's a whole chapter on sparrows. Now, sparrows aren't just little vulnerable creatures. Sparrows in Jesus' time, and evidently for a long time, sparrows have been hated. They get tend to be everywhere. Very, very prolific. They eat the farmer's seeds. People found them ugly and annoying. And Jesus says the sparrows were good for cheap food only, two for a penny. Debbie Blue writes in the book, the Egyptian hieroglyph for sparrow was used in words to indicate small, narrow, and bad. In ancient Sumerian cuneiform writing, the sparrow was the symbol for enemy. St. Dominic called the sparrow that interrupted his sermon the incarnation of the devil. I like that one. Even the hated enemy, the incarnation of the devil, finds a home where she may lay her young. At your altars, O Lord of hosts, my God and my King. My God loves and protects the sparrow. Somewhere along the line, I decided to turn to where Jesus talks about the sparrows in Matthew 10. And he says to his disciples, aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? But your father in heaven knows when any one of them falls to the ground. Even the hairs on your head are counted. So don't be afraid. You are much worth much more than many sparrows. Do not be afraid. The Psalm really isn't about sparrows. It's about you and me and those fleeing Afghanistan. God loves you and me and has a home for you and me and the children of Afghanistan, more than a million sparrows. Psalm 84 was a song for pilgrims traveling to the temple in Jerusalem. They were on their way. They hadn't made it there yet. They weren't there. And though there is this sense of joy that Hebrew word for joy also has a sense of pleading, of crying out. We want to be there, oh God, help us make it to that place of safety and love. And they have to travel through the deserts of Baca. They have to travel through a desert. And it becomes a pool of water that some say that is by God's grace, but the word can also mean tears. Great poetry, psalms change for our circumstances, don't they? It's one of the miraculous things about these songs in our Bible is by the Holy Spirit, they speak to where we are and what we need to hear. And then there are the wicked. The wicked always means in the Bible, those who do not believe in love. And are the pilgrims tempted to give up? 
No. It is better just to make it to the steps than to give up and not love. This is a song to keep people going, to keep people going on their way to love and safety. This is a song to give us strength to keep praying and collecting things that make that nest, to help us know that God hears our cries, that God loves us and is working with us and all of the people who do not have a home because God has a home for everyone. God has a place of safety and love for everyone. And it is in this hope and this knowledge that we gain the strength to keep praying, to keep helping, to keep working, to keep loving. There are other birds not in the news or so far away. We long to be home from the hospital. Love gives us strength. We long to be able to stay in our homes and find a new place to feel at home when we age. My oldest daughter just started her second year in college. And around the second day, I anticipated the phone call that would surely be about how much she misses me and how hard it all is, and can't she please come home? But instead, the phone call went something like this. Hi, Mom. I didn't get to talk to you yesterday. I just wanted to see how you were doing. We talked for a bit, and then she says, Mom, back here at college, I feel like I'm home. There's a bit of a surprise and a sheepishness in the declaration she's made. And after my heart starts beating again, I say, that's great. And I know that's the way it should be. She's left the nest. She's getting to be her own person. She's coming home to herself. And if we are in God and God is in us, when we come home to ourselves, we love, we feel safe. In being who we are, Aren't we in God's presence? I pray that God gives her strength. I want to know and trust that she truly is on her way, that even through the deserts and wickedness, she will know joy. And I have hope. And I will stay strong because even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself 
where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my God and my King. Amen. <laughs>